Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. It is step one, awareness. And tonight we're talking perception versus truth. And once again, Terry and I are so excited to be here with you once again, season seven. And it is just so exciting that we are able to share this information again. And uh, I just can't wait to get into the conversation. So let's start it off with, Welcome, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. It's great to be here, and I'm looking forward to this opportunity to share the concepts of perception versus reality. Yeah. It's definitely a a topic that can shift our view and and then our attitude towards things. We're excited to have uh, tonight a amazing guest coach uh, that we met earlier this year, and we're just so excited to have her on. Please welcome Pradnia Leitner. Hey, Kelly, and hi, Terry. Thank you for having me over. Um, This is an interesting topic, so I can't wait to dive deeper into it along with Terry. Yeah. We're so excited to have you here with us and to be sharing this uh, topic with us tonight. Um, Rania, can you quickly tell our audience what it is that you do, the type of coaching and support that you give? Oh, lovely. Of course. And first and foremost, I want to thank the audience. It's 9 p.m., but still you're tuning in because um, you care about the quality of your life. Um, I am a mindset mentor. I say that I'm a mindset-based business and a personal success coach because I really help people understand themselves and how their results get created, which is giving them understanding that the behavior is a secondary cause. The primary cause is in their mind. And once they start understanding, I can help them transform their thinking, their behavior, their habits, their beliefs, and thereby their results. And when that happens, you know, um, Terry and Kelly, that's a permanent shift in their results as opposed to taking three steps forward and two steps backward. Yeah, love that. Love that. Thank you. you. When you think of awareness, how would you describe that? How would you define awareness? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful question. Not many people in the society really get exposed to it unless you are becoming an astute student of mind and life. Um, There's a difference between intellect and awareness. Okay, Um, When you're studying, um, let's say, topics such as mathematics and geometry and um, calculus and in your vocational life, you are studying marketing and operations and sales and all of that. That is when you're gaining knowledge. And knowledge is critical. It gives you a seat at the table. But the extent to which you will get the return on investment from that knowledge is decided by your level of awareness. Awareness is where you start understanding you. Awareness is when you start distinguishing, you know, 
um, your personality from your being or your own being. Here's what, how I would put it, you know, Kelly, that we as human beings exist on three planes, okay? Mm-hmm. We are spiritual, energetic, emotional beings. We live in this physical body, and we have what we call intellect. So that means we exist on three planes, spiritual, and physical. And so when our level of awareness goes up, we're able to guide our energies accordingly. Does that make sense, Kelly? Yeah, it does. And I I love the way that you're explaining it. It's uh it's a way that I've never heard someone explain it before. You know, again, Kelly, awareness is when you know that your name is Kelly, that you live mm-hmm. in that body, right? But you understand that you're a spiritual being. And when you are that aware, mm-hmm. you are able to monitor and observe your own mental activity. And when we do that, Kelly and Terry, is when we're really giving ourselves an opportunity to let ourselves out of the mental prison or jail that at times we find ourselves in because we're never educated on awareness, on thoughts, on mind. And again, this is not anybody's mm-hmm. fault. Society gave us to the best of their abilities you know, but now I always tell myself, you know, um, people gave me to the best of their abilities. And if I want something more, I have to take that responsibility to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, what are, what are your feelings? Well, I think uh, this is, it's an interesting conversation. We're thinking of ourselves as being much more complex than just what we know. Uh, it's, to me, awareness is self-awareness, which I believe that's what Pradhan is talking about, is being aware of ourselves, the complexity and the levels of our existence, which are spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and also being aware of our environment, also being aware of others. Uh, just there's so many planes that we actually practice awareness that allows us then to connect spiritually allows us to connect emotionally and physically with others as well as with ourselves. But that awareness comes first, self-awareness. And that self-awareness then allows us to increase our capacity to connect energetically with our environment and with those around us. And that allows us then to communicate and to serve and to be in a space where we not only are aware of ourselves, but we're aware of others. And and then we can utilize our mind, our heart, and our soul as we interact with others. And for whatever our purpose and passion is, attract others of the same purpose and passion and allow others to become self-aware so that that level of awareness then can be um, expanded and we can take that opportunity to help others to have that awareness as well. And I'm sure that's why we're all coaches, why we're all mentors, is because we've developed that self-awareness through strategies and content, and we want to take that to others so they can have that same experience of integrating their mind, soul, and heart. And then um, wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone could do that? 
and it would make such Mm -hmm. a difference in our community right now. I mean, we're looking at a challenging time in our, on our planet and uh, that self-awareness could allow us to reach out and connect with one another and, and share positive energy that could help us to be more loving and more compassionate and more service oriented to one another. And yeah. you know, uh, Kelly, Terry just um, mm-hmm. said something really important. When we are that self-aware being and we are aware that we're aware, um, we care deeply about people, really immensely mm-hmm. and deeply, but we do not care of us. And when we do that is when we're really able to live a purpose-driven, you know, mission-led life where mm-hmm. we can really focus on serving others in an exemplary way because we're not mm-hmm. seeking validation. Mm-hmm. We're really focused on self-expression via service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's when we can really show up authentically as well is when we're not worried about, is this person going to like this or is that person going to like that? Um, we just show up as who we are and, do what we know that we're being called to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, As we transition now into perception versus truth, I, I love this concept. And once it was explained to me as we're looking through a window that has uh, smudges and, uh, maybe uh, mud marks or, or different things all over it, and we think we're looking through a clear window. Um, we don't see the smudges. We don't see the, the mud or the gunk. And this is our opportunity to clean all that away and really see the image or the things before us as they truly are. And so that's what perception versus truth is all about and how we can get to that actual image, that clear image that is truly before us and not altered or um, uh, I don't, I don't know another word than altered, but (laughs) um, that hasn't been altered by some filter that we have developed through uh, different things that have happened through our lives. So I'm just excited for this conversation with the two of you and to see how it will unfold. We will speak first. So, um, Pranya, why don't you start us off with how you address perception versus truth with those who you um, mentor and what are some tools that you use to support them in moving from one to the other. Absolutely. You know, um, I'd like to offer a primer before we jump into the perception, and it shouldn't take more than 60 seconds here. But listen, we've got to start understanding ourselves. And by that I mean um, look at a sparrow and look at a cuckoo, okay? Um, Cuckoo never creates sparrow's nest and vice versa, okay? So the reason I'm mentioning this is that as human beings, we're tremendously gifted by this universe. 
with the mental capacity and the mental faculties we've been bestowed with. And what do I mean by that? Okay. Um, most of the time, we are conditioned to live outside in, or that's how we were, many of the people were raised, where we engaged, you know, senses, see, smell, hear, taste, touch, right? But that's what any other animal in the animal kingdom does too. But we as human beings, right, being the creative beings that we are and given the creative faculties that we have, and perception, by the way, is one of them, right, we are almost mm-hmm. always disoriented in our environment. That's why when we couldn't fly, we invented the airplane. That's why when we couldn't breathe underwater, we invented the submarine. And I can go on and on and on with that. So essentially, perception is one of the six mental faculties that have been gifted to us. We didn't have to earn it. We have it since birth, right? Now, as I said, it's a faculty of mind. It's a point of view that you have that's unique to you, that's very subjective to you. And let me give you a couple of examples. So think of a jury that's evaluating a particular case, okay, and deciding whether it's a criminal act or whether people involved are totally innocent, right? Now, the individual, mm-hmm. or rather the juror, right, might look at the situation and say, wow, this is total innocent episode or situation. And then the other juror might look at the same situation and might call it and say, this is total act of criminal. So then, Kelly, are you suggesting that there are two different realities? No. There's only one single, you know, uh, reality that occurred or situations that occurred, and it's our individual subjective interpretation of the situation allows us to create the meaning in our mind a.k.a. that meaning is our individual reality. Now, I used, you know, the jury as an example, but take another example. Let's say um, you're offering, you know, challenges to uh, high school students, right? One student might, you know, jump up and down and say, hey, I got this. I can do it, Whether the, where, whereas the other one might feel, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I have enough resources. So their perception mm-hmm. was different as to what they can do, you see. Now, the reason I'm mm-hmm. pointing this out to you is that reality doesn't exist except for in our minds. And that is where we give meaning to things. But here's the twist in it. You know, our brain, and now I'm not even talking about our mind, right? Mind is the movement. It's the activity. It's the energy. Brain is the apparatus with which we think, right? Right. But our brain is bombarded Mm -hmm. with 400 billions of bits of information every second. But you know how much information we retain? Only 2,000 bits. So don't you think, Kelly, that we must be missing Mm -hmm. a part of reality and only grasping Mm -hmm. or observing a sliver of it? And Mm -hmm. the reason I'm mentioning all of this to you is because whatever is happening in the world is happening. But when we get into the saddle and say, let me, you know, really get hold of my perception, let me start looking at things differently, then we will be able to think about what meaning can we give to our future prospects, to what we can do, you know, to how we can overcome situation and circumstance as opposed to feeling completely, you know, uh, run over by them. So mm-hmm. I do have a couple more thoughts, but um, let me just have Terry chime in, and then maybe I can share a few more. 
Sounds good. Okay, so I'm I'm uh, in curious and interesting, uh, interestingly processing the things that you're sharing with us. When I think of perception, I think of it being often influenced, like you said, by our environment, by our upbringing, by our culture, by our beliefs and values. Our perception is is um, crafted in our mind and in our heart and soul as we travel through through our experiences of life. Every one of us has a unique and and special set of gifts that we that we're born with. I believe that they're given to us by our higher power and they can either thrive or not based upon the circumstances that we experience as children as adolescents growing up, um, the activities that we participate in, the people, the experiences of how we're treated, how we, and as an, as an adult, we have an opportunity to craft and massage those perceptions based upon our ability to cognitively contemplate, to spiritually connect, um, and with our physical, emotional, and spiritual environment. So our perceptions are often created by our circumstances, but our discernment grows as we mature and as we seek to understand our environment and to understand the circumstances we're in, the challenges that we face with a desire to, again, evolve our spiritual, physical, and emotional nature to align it with our values and our purpose. And I think that that occurs once we've had enough experience and time on the earth to be able to discern and maybe perception and discernment are a bit different. Maybe one is a bit more evolved than the other uh, in in order for us to actually create um, our, our ability to align our thoughts and our emotions to our purpose and values that we have developed based upon our unique capacity to do so. So I think that that, that, that affects our perceptions. Then we talk about filtering, uh, cleaning the glass, uh, clearly seeing our path comes through that process of understanding the circumstances that have brought us to this perception or discernment that's going to carry us forward in alignment with our soul. That was so powerful, Terry. So powerful. You know, um, Terry pointed out that there's a difference between perception and discernment. And hands down, I, I agree with it 200%. And on that note, I mean, again, think about it. I like to speak in examples to help you guys really Uh, grasp this concept at a deeper level, Um, your perception changes when you study you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, take an example, right? Our belief 400 years ago was that planet or sun revolves around planet Earth. And you know why we perceived it that way? Because there was no discernment at the time. We perceived it that way because we saw that the sun rises on the east and then it goes down on the west. 
And then the planet that we're standing on, even though it's moving at 1,000 miles you know, uh, per hour or so, we don't see it moving. I'm sitting here talking you know, to you guys. Uh, there's no earthquake here, you see? So our perception was that, but the reality, the truth was very different from the perception. And when we understood the truth, the knowledge, and in our case, we have to gain self-knowledge, but in that case, you know, scientific knowledge, our perception and thereby our belief shifted. Mm-hmm. And it was the same story with Marconi. He was institutionalized for saying that voice can be carried through the medium of air. Today, that's how we're connecting on this podcast. Nobody is raising a brow. So grasp this, that when people share things with you, whether they say that economy is going to go on a tailspin or whether things are going to get better, it's their perception. Now, it might be a mass perception, but you don't have to buy into it. You can understand what's happening. You don't dismiss it. You don't say, I'm in denial. But then you can start using your mental faculties to create the world and the reality that you so want to create. Because Terry, again, pointed out something very meaningful, that we've been given creative ability. And the consciousness that's flowing to and through us, that power or source energy is unadulterated. It's creative in nature, and it's sensitive. So with our thinking, when we shape it like a potter will shape the wet clay on potter's wheel, when we do that because we, A, become self-aware, and we start understanding what these mental faculties are, and then, C, we start deliberately using these, then we are able to create our reality despite the challenging circumstances in the outside world. Take an example of 1929, you know, or what had happened at that time. Our country witnessed, you know, the greatest depression, yet there were a few, a handful of people who were doing well, but that was not fluke or chance or coincidence. They were using their inner ability. They were understanding and discerning things with inner eye of understanding versus just going by what they, you know, going by what they saw or smelled or tasted and, and observed. So, again, what I will say, Kelly, is that we, we see, we don't see with our eyes. We see through our eyes, but we see with our conditioning. And, again, Terry hit the nail right on mm-hmm. the head there. And that conditioning is something that we acquire, of course, very um, little or partly genetically, but in a majority, majority of way, um, we acquire that conditioning in our little life up until the age of seven. I mean, Jesuit knew it. They would say, give me a child under the age of seven and I'll give you a man. So that conditioning shapes our worldview. If somebody praised us, if somebody really built us, then we have a very high self-esteem or self-image, which is, again, nothing but our opinion of ourselves or our perception of ourselves. ourselves you see? So mm-hmm. when that conditioning um, clouds our mental processes, then we see things only through that conditioning. But when we start understanding ourselves, then it's like we take those glasses off, whether those were tinted or whatnot, and we're able to see the reality for what it is. We're able to discern the truth. So I hope um, that makes sense, Kelly and Terry. Yeah, it does, Absolutely. definitely. Say that, that our perception changes as we get to know ourselves has definitely been my process of, letting go of a lot of perceptions that I had of myself 
that I no longer have uh, through the the process of challenging every every thing that I would tell myself about myself. I gradually was able to let go of the lies and embrace the truth and see how much more capable I am to do and create the life that I want. And so that has definitely been a huge part of my, of my growth process um, of being able to believe in my capability uh, to do the things that I want to do or do things that I may have never thought I would want to do, but now the opportunity is in front of me and I want to try. I never would have allowed myself to do that before. So I think it's so important to to challenge those perceptions that we that we may have gained of ourselves that are not true and see the truth of ourselves. Uh, and that's, that's, that's work. There, there, uh, there has to be, there has to be um, effort put into challenging those perceptions and getting to the truth of who we are. You know, um, again, Kelly said many beautiful things, but our friend, um, late Wayne Dyer, uh, he used to put it beautifully. He said that when you change the way you look at things, mm-hmm. the things that you look at change. You know, um, it really does matter, but it doesn't happen overnight. It does happen very quickly mm-hmm. when you start studying you. But, for example, Terry, Kelly, and I, we didn't have this knowledge coming out of mama's womb. We had to study ourselves, who we are. So what you could do is really take interest alongside your professional skills and development in taking interest in understanding you because you are creating your results, who you are, what mind is, what's the relationship of your mind to your behavior, to your results, what is self-image, how does that influence your results in life? You know, how can you use these mental faculties, including perception, to start seeing the truth? Because when you will do that, all other facade that our mind sometimes creates falls apart. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Our mind is very fluid. It is as fluid as air. But it will stay rigid Mm -hmm. only if we let it stay that way. You see? Yeah. 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 I love everything you're saying. And we could probably talk about this for another hour or so but unfortunately this podcast is only 30 minutes so we only have about two left and I want to give you an opportunity to quickly tell the audience about what you have coming up um, and can offer to them to learn more about what we've been talking about tonight and what you have to offer. Sure Kelly and thank you again. Um, this was really amazing being able to communicate this powerful information with you. So I really want to thank Terry and Kelly and folks mindset is something that's really deep, right? So understanding it, when you gain the deeper understanding of it, you can shift any and all areas of your life. So what I 
am planning on doing or and I have just announced that I will be doing is a master class. It's a five-day master class. Each day will be on for about 30, 45 minutes. And where I'm going to take you through, you know, what are the principles and concepts that are involved in you creating a prosperity and success mindset for yourself, regardless of what is happening in the outside world, or rather even more so, you know, this is even more applicable now than ever before. And so if you would like to participate in that, then um, either I can share the link with Kelly and Terry, or you could look up on Facebook, and it's, the group is called Prosperity and Success Mindset Incubator. Prosperity and Success Mindset Incubator. I just launched it, so if you want to put in a request to join it, I will be more than happy to you know, accept you into the community. And then as I host the Q&A or even master class or webinar or whatnot, um, I will be able to provide value, and you can learn more about yourself. Yeah, and we'd love for you to post about that on the Facebook Fearless Generation page so then they can easily uh, find access to your group and be involved in that master class. Absolutely. Terry, this was, or Kelly, this was um, <laughs> really meaningful dialogue. Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed it with your audience. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for participating with us. It was uh a great discussion. Yeah. I, Thank you, Terry. I've, I've I, loved it. I was just going to say yeah, that. Loved you know, <laughs> sorry, Kelly, go on. <laughs> no, it's okay. You go. Mm-hmm. I was just going to thank Terry, you know, just the way she speaks. Um, I can tell that she's spiritually so grounded and um, anybody who's working with her, learning from her, uh, you know, it would be an absolute blessing. Well, thank you. I feel the same way about you. So we'll have to connect. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. We thank you so much for being here. And uh, I just want to share with our listeners, again, if you're new, we love having you. Please continue to keep coming back every Monday night at 9 p.m. Except for those uh once in a while episodes where we have an East Coast guest coach and we are on at 6 p.m., but we always try to give you that heads up. Um, We want to say that uh, the 12 Steps to Freedom come to you by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And we are so grateful for all of you being here, especially you, Pradna, and we're so uh, so excited to continue the discussion of awareness um, for the next two weeks this month. Um, so thank you, everyone. And until next time, be fearless. Good night. Be fearless. Good night. Bye.